0: The water shoots up, and then it looks like he's slobbering
1: uh, down into the lake. And that's the story behind it. It's really kind of cool. Science says don't get on the hog. But it's something for the critics to talk about. Y'all can't even <laughs> ask
2: a question.
3: Look at this. The first time ever. <laughs> wow.
2: I mean, I was ready for the question. I don't think y'all were, though.
3: I got a text from Quavo. Wait, a lot
1: of
2: people in this room probably don't know who Quavo is.
4: You notice i noticed that World Peace got waved from the Lakers. He still got 7.7 million. Did y'all read that? <laughs> Such a that's and these sound with the Knicks for probably another seven million.
0: Pretty good deal day, day for face. SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security, and brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode because that's what's required. On one hundred three seven, the buzz.
5: 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors live from SEC Media Days here in Nashville. Got Joe Franklin back in the Hogs Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon as we are going to tell you all about what's going on at SEC Media Days today. As a few teams have already gone through the car wash here in Nashville, and we'll have more details on some of the teams that's going to be going up this afternoon. Georgia, Vanderbilt, Auburn, and Mississippi State going to hear from all of them and know what's uh, going on with their storylines, too, and have various guests throughout the show. And, of course, we always want to hear from you on a Trigger Tuesday at 501-661-1037. You can call or text us. You can also get after us in the Asher Record Live fan feedback, after me on Twitter, at Neighbors And, uh, Joe, I know we went through a lot of things yesterday when it came to some of the uh, various teams that went, with LSU, of course, being one of those interesting teams that Arkansas plays. But two SEC West foes, the Hawks we face this year that's going today, Mississippi State and Auburn, two new coaches that are at their schools for different respective reasons, but also two big home games, one of the few home games Arkansas is going to have in Fayetteville this upcoming season.
3: Yeah, it's exciting hearing about everything and uh, just kind of hearing from the coaches and players and their thoughts going into the season and uh, right now they're just they're probably ready to get onto the field more so than talking about it, but it's, it's right around the corner and this is the beginning of it, so now we're on the second day of SEC Media Days and it's Good to hear from more
5: teams. Yeah, you got Georgia, of course, uh, being one of the big storylines from today. Not only are they national champions for one and two years in a row, but trying to go for the third year in a row uh, this upcoming year, which I I was kind of surprised to see, Joe, that the last team to win three straight national championships in college football was uh, Minnesota back in the 30s so I you know people ask Kirby smarts as far as oh what motivates your team what's motivating you guys to you know not get complacent not get overconfident yeah you know, it, it's about finding different things to try to point to and say hey let's work towards this goal and I think championships are always a good one but you know you can make history this year for the Georgia Bulldogs saying hey uh, we may have won two back to back but we need a lot more and there's new guys on the team that weren't a part of those teams and uh, you could make history by being the first team at least in the modern era of college football to win three straight national championships that
3: would be something that would be really historic and um it i don't know it, it just it's hard first of all to to go in a stretch of winning but especially because of the way that has changed like in the 30s you don't even know what the criteria was at that time pretty much if you went undefeated and they were one of the best teams in the country it probably was a lot easier because you're talking about a lot a lot less competition and uh the way it is now it's a lot of competition and we know that the teams at the top they still get the best talent and players want to go play where they are having success but still anything can happen over the course of a season and in one or a couple of football games in particular that throws that off to where you don't even have a chance to win a championship?
5: Yeah, because we've seen in sports, and even in major sports, professional sports, teams have three-peats. I guess it was a Pat Riley that always tried to uh, trademark the phrase of three-peats, of winning three championships in a row, Uh, because obviously Pat Riley was able to do it. We know the the Chicago Bulls won three in a row. Lakers with Kobe Bryant won three in a row in the NBA. Uh, in, In the NFL, there were a few teams that, got close to it uh, and I think the Cowboys end up winning three out of four years uh, that's uh, there in the 90s so you always had people teetering with it but it's just amazing to think no matter what it is whether it's in the college game or in the professional game uh, to win a championship is so difficult to do no matter what to win back-to-back championships is extremely unlikely and extremely difficult but to win three in a row uh, that's just unheard of, and that's probably why we haven't seen a team since Minnesota and some of the 30s do it in major college football. So uh, I think that if Georgia was able to pull off that feat this year, which and there's going to be other teams that have something to say about it, if they were able to do that in this era, uh, you'd have to give a nod to, to Kirby Smart and to Georgia having one of the, the greatest type of runs you'll ever see in sports in general especially in college because you're having to replace players and transfers and, and everything each and every year and to do it at the highest level in the college football landscape would be uh not only historical but almost impossible it would seem like
3: well you have to think about in mentioning pro basketball mentioning the nba it's rare that it happens there but that by far would be the easiest sport to do it in simply because you are playing a series and so that makes it a bit easier because it's not like it's a one and done type scenario so it's a rare accomplishment not only in in all of sports but even in the one that it pretty much is the easiest and it's a rare accomplishment there so for the other sports it's going to be a lot more difficult
5: yeah and i think uh, with georgia if any team's going to do it georgia's got a great opportunity this year uh, i know that uh, just in the SEC, some teams are going to have something to say about it, maybe can knock them off in one game, but in college football, you, you still got some some other really good teams that are going to try to make those claims, whether it be a, a team like uh, in Ohio State or Michigan, you know that one of them are going to be involved in the Big Ten. We know that uh, USC and what they've been accomplishing here recently and having the Heisman Trophy winner on their team, there's going to be people in that in that regard trying to make some noise. So it, it, it's not just, oh, it's George's to lose. There'll be other teams, but uh, if any team was going to do it, this might be the best chance of any team doing it, uh, especially with the way that George has been recruiting and coaching as well.
3: Also, you're thinking about they're starting a different quarterback. Stetson Bennett yeah. was the quarterback for the past two championships, and uh, so everything always starts with the coach and quarterback. We're talking about breaking in a new quarterback in the situation. So they had the constant, the steady at that position with Stetson Bennett. And now you have an unknown at quarterback. And that's not to say that he could be better than Stetson Bennett in some areas. But Stetson Bennett was that calming force. And he's a guy that probably didn't get enough credit. We, we know that uh, quarterbacks get a lot of the credit all the time. And he's probably a guy that didn't get enough credit where it was thought that Okay, he's he's just kind of managing the team, and he's, he's a guy that has a lot of talent surrounding him, and all he has to do is put the talent in the ball's hands. But still, there were plays that were made by Stetson Bennett at times that you put another quarterback in that situation, you may not have had the same outcome.
5: Yeah, because I don't care who you are. I don't care how, how much talent you have on your team. If you have a quarterback that is on a team that wins back-to-back national championships – that quarterback deserves a lot of respect because, uh, again, it, it, it was it only about him? No. Was he the, even the best player on the team? No. But at the quarterback position, being the most important position, y- you don't do that. You don't win back-to-back titles by just being average or below average or counting on everybody to carry you. Uh, he had a lot of good elements to his game and was able to make some plays and uh, there's a difference why he there's a reason why he was the starter over some of the other guys that they had uh, as an option. So, uh, but I think that Georgia's recruited well enough, and Kirby Smart's a good enough coach, and they're figuring things out. That uh, no matter who the quarterback's going to be, they're going to have some talent uh, surrounding them. It's just a matter of can they replicate what Stetson Bennett was able to do as far as that calming force, as you mentioned, and, and discussing uh, what uh, what Georgia was able to do last year. So uh, we get we had to even see. Uh, Kirby Smart walked by here a few times too. And uh, the other teams that's, again, of note for Arkansas and who they're going to be facing off against Auburn and Mississippi State, both breaking in new coaches. You got Zach Arnett from Mississippi State. You got Hugh Freeze coming back into the limelight for Auburn. And I think that's kind of a fascinating thing too, Joe, just uh, seeing him walk by just a little bit ago. I'm talking about Hugh Freeze. Uh, Knowing that just a few years ago he's at Ole Miss, things like he had things rolling, had. Uh, some controversies but still uh, had them in a, in a great spot uh, left the conference or left the team and then left the conference and here he is back once again this uh, is him in different colors he's uh, wearing Auburn colors and there's a lot of expectations for him it's just a matter of what, Auburn's a tough team to figure out right now because you got of course being a new coach there's always that element but throwing the fact that their quarterback situation they don't really know what direction they're going they got some talent but they got An extremely difficult schedule, one of the few teams that have to play Alabama and Georgia in the same year. So Auburn's a fascinating deal where they're a good team, good program, and Hugh Freeze is a good coach. But what can they really accomplish in year one knowing that uh, they're going to be behind the eight ball a little bit compared to some other teams in the West? That's why he took the job, though, because it it was a
3: challenge. He wanted to be back in the SEC, and uh, he's at a great place where you have a great recruiting base to start with but you are surrounded by a couple of teams that have had a lot of success. And so it's, and, and Auburn, over the years, has had success. So it can be done. The history shows that it can be done. But that's what he's kind of looking forward to and the coaching staff. That's what they're looking forward to, knowing that it has been done. It can be done. It's just a matter of putting it all together.
5: Well, Arkansas has not had very much success against Auburn overall. Uh, you think they beat Gus Malzahn only one time and they only beat Brian Harson one time. Now, granted, he was only there two times, but still, uh, Arkansas has only won twice against Auburn uh, the past few years. And last year's game against Auburn, I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but everybody knew that it was basically a, a sitting duck coach there where uh, Brian Harson was going to be let go. But they had success against Hugh Freeze when he was at Ole Miss. You know, they were able to win a lot of those games, win more than they lost. So maybe, maybe there's some good luck there. Maybe there's some of that... Uh, that thing about going up against Hugh Freeze and some of the teams that he's had—that Arkansas can finally win a little bit more against Auburn. But man, it, this is this—that may be one of the most important, if not the most important, home game that you have this season. Just knowing <laughs> that. Uh, Auburn is a is a team you, you should you feel like you could beat you should beat but this might be the best year to get Hugh Freeze and Auburn because I feel like they're going to be getting really good here soon if Hugh Freeze has anything to say. About it. And before anybody
3: says it and everybody says it, we do know that Arkansas lost to a Hugh Freeze coach team in Liberty last year, so of some
5: somebody will
3: point that out surely.
5: Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, we, uh, we, you know, we, we blocked that from our memory. That's no big deal. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Liberty. Liberty. It's a little different this time, though. They're ready this time. They're ready. But still, it's going to be a great season, and it's going to be a lot of fun to, to hear from some of these coaches. In fact, we're going to talk a little Ole Miss and Mississippi State with Neil McCready, who'll be joining us on the other side of the break. Mainly some Ole Miss talk with him because I know uh, he has uh, a lot of connections there in the state of Mississippi, but also a lot of connections in Arkansas. So we'll talk about that. And a lot more coming up next here on Trigger Tuesday on Out of Bounds, live from SEC Media Days here in Nashville. Stay with us. Listen
6: for birthday trivia in the zone with Justin and Wes, presented by Elia's Mexican Grill in Moralton, home of the Chocolate Nachos. Take exit 108 for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day.
0: This is SportsCenter.
6: Last night in Major League Baseball, Shohei Ohtani hit his 35th home run to add to his league-leading home run total in the Angels' 4-3 extra innings win over the Yankees. The Angels are 47-48 on the season, good for 4th in the AL West, while the Yankees are 50-45 and dead last in the AL East. The SEC media days continue today as Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, Georgia, and Auburn will all take the stage. Stay tuned to The Buzz for all your updates from Nashville. And the Arkansas Travelers get back to action tonight as they start their six-game series versus the Springfield Cardinals. First pitch for tonight's game is at 635. Coverage for the game can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network.
1: Have you been outside recently and you have that pain in your back or your shoulder, maybe even in your knee? Well, why don't you get rid of it? Take your life back. Go check out my friends over at QC Kinetics today. Hey, everybody, it's RJ Hawk. You know, I had a friend call me the other day, and he says, you know, I've got some really bad back pain. And he goes, I I just don't have time to, to be out of work and not be able to do what I do every day. And I told him, I said, you need to call my friends over at QC Kinetics. So he did. He went through the free consultation. And the next thing you know, he calls me and says, you know what, my back is feeling amazing. If you're that same guy or gal and you've got that nagging pain in your back, your knees, your shoulders, just call QC Kinetics today. They use the latest advances in regenerative medicine, taking your own body's healing agents and concentrating them right to where the pain is. The best part? No invasive surgery, no harmful drugs, and no downtime. Give QC Kinetics a call today for that free consultation. 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440.
4: That's 501- This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. Martin Luther King Jr. said, We as a society have not learned to disagree without being violently disagreeable. On July the 2nd, a mass shooting in Baltimore left 2 dead and 28 injured. And for what? Did that solve any problems? Did it make anything better? Maybe one day we'll be sick and tired enough to not tolerate this evil anymore. Maybe one day we'll quit thinking that just offering condolences is enough. Maybe one day people will quit making excuses and covering for the perpetrators. Maybe one day we'll realize that being violently disagreeable is not the answer. Come by Double B's where you'll always be welcomed and greeted with a welcome to Double B's. Arkansas matters to us because we are Arkansans, double Bs. It's where you gas it, grab it and go. That's double B's. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. Focus. And dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home,
1: and life insurance. See Gary Elmore in Lone Oak, Todd Matthews in Benton,
0: or Lawrence Forrester in Cabot today. Life is better with football and with First Security. We have the resources and the know-how to tackle your needs, plus a local team you can count on. So you're making better plays because First Security is making better happen during this season and every season. What's your better? Get there with us. Stop by your local First Security Banking Center or visit us online at fsbank.com today. First Security, bank better. Member FDIC equal housing lender. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hog's Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hog's Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Vaughn into the wind up in his first offering,
1: just a bit outside, he tried the corner and missed.
0: On one zero three seven, the buzz. Wait a minute! This love started off so tender. Coverage of SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security, and brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West.
4: It's
5: It's It's Out of Bounds here on Turkey Tuesday, live from SEC Media Days here in Nashville. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, I'll have Neil McCready, talk a little Ole Miss, Mississippi State with him in just a bit. He'll join us live here from Media Days. And I know that uh, we were talking a bit about uh, Auburn and also uh, Georgia in the previous segment, Mississippi State as well. And how it was a uh, it was a pretty great <laughs> it's pretty great uh, little uh, spat too uh, yesterday with Jimbo Fisher even in Texas A and M and talking about the Petrino situation. Well, I thought that was so fascinating, Joe. Like uh, it, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot of controversy out of SEC Media Days just yet, but uh, Jimbo Fisher yesterday about the Petrino remarks and saying in the big room he's like uh, you know, probably. Uh, you know, pl- call the plays, and then goes on fine. Mom and says, no, 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 he's 100% in control of the plays. And like, man, you're just making this worse on everybody. Where if you just drop the word probably, nobody's even bringing it up. But uh, it just seems like he can't really just fully just say, all right, all right, this is this is it. This is what we're doing. We're all good. Like Petrino's the guy, but people keep bringing it up to him, and it seems to be frustrating him as well. Oh, we knew
3: that was happening. We knew he'd get asked over and over again, and he had to know that and be better prepared for it, but. He did try to make his way around it by saying, yeah, I'll be involved in the offensive meetings. I'll be involved in the defensive meetings. I'm the head coach, so I'll be involved in every aspect of the team. So he tried to get around it just by throwing it out like that. But, of course, he was going to repeatedly be asked about it.
5: Yeah, he also talks really fast. <laughs> like, that's one thing I, I started thinking about. Like Maybe, just maybe, it's a, it's a deal with him where, uh, sometimes he talks so fast that uh, words will just kind of come out, and maybe it's not what he always means, but it's the way it comes across. I don't really know. I think it's, I, I honestly think with, with Jimbo, he's a good coach. It's been around a long time and has had success at the highest level, and he understands that this is an important season for him. He's got to get it going. They got the talent, they got the recruiting, and adding in Bobby Petrino as the offensive coordinator is going to change how the team looks it's just a matter of does it does it work out does it make it into a make him into a better team and i don't know if he's thinking about it maybe he's not but i would be where hey if the team has success everyone's going to be oh well it's because of Bobby Petrino bobby petrino was the was the one but then on the other side of it, if uh, they start failing a little bit, there may be some people to be like, "Well, so was that Jimbo that called that play, or was that Petrino that called that play?" Uh, that, that will be the biggest question for me: is just how how people are going to respond, no matter what. It seems like he's in a lose-lose situation.
3: If he's thinking that far into it, then he may as well pack it up and and get ready to to go in a different direction and and go ahead and leave that team. He, he, the only thing he can worry about is either, you know, the, trying to get wins on the field. It doesn't matter how they come. Of course, you want it to be with the offense looking good and not being the way that the team was constructed last year. You want the offense to be better because you have to score points to be able to win games. And so that's probably the only thing he's thinking about is winning games, not necessarily how you go about winning the games.
5: Uh, I think that's got to be what he hopes for, because that's what's going to have him keep his job. And uh, I know that we'll talk a lot more about uh, Texas A&M as we get closer to the season, but we also know that the schools in Mississippi... Arkansas is going to be facing off against them this upcoming football season, big games for all three teams involved there, so let's dive into it a little bit more as we're joined live from SEC Media Days, Neil McCready from rebelgrove.com, and Neil, uh, really appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man, how you doing? John, I'm good, glad to be with you. Yeah, it's good to have you on to talk a little bit about uh, some of the Mississippi uh, flavor a little bit, especially with Ole Miss and uh, what they've gone through this year, and You know, speaking of the Rebels, I I know that they haven't gone to SEC Media Days just yet, but Wayne Kippen is entering his fourth season. I'll be honest, I'm surprised that he's been here for four years. I honestly thought when he got hired that he was going to be, yeah, you know, two years if he had success, maybe a third year. I would have not guessed, especially him having success, which he has done, would be entering into his fourth season at Ole Miss. Yeah, I would have expected the same thing. I would have thought he would be. Long gone by now. And, in fact, uh,
2: last November, I I think it was headed in that direction. I know that's a controversial Hmm. opinion among some Ole Miss people, but, look, I think Lane intended at one point, or or, I'll I'll put it this way, I think he was seriously considering the Auburn job. And um, that was kind of hanging out there for about a month. And, um, you know, that night in, uh, in Fayetteville when Ole Miss played, Uh, against Arkansas there was a weird feeling around the Ole Miss program that night and in the post game Lane got asked some hard questions by me by Brandon Marcello by others and I didn't think his answers were all that conclusive which usually means yeah this is a serious thing and I I thought he would be gone and he kind of joked in a press conference with me back in one of the signing days I think it was the one in in February about you know I think most people would have been surprised that he's he's still at Ole Miss and I I think I asked him something along those lines and he said you would have and I said yeah I would have so you know I I I think that's more than fair I think that when he first took that job I, I, I think he looked at it as a stepping stone and look it might still be but uh at this point I think he's he's begun to build some ties there certainly has built some family ties there his daughter moved to Oxford and is now about to be a freshman at Ole Miss. And I do think some of those things have sort of changed his perspective on,
5: on how he looks at this stop in his career. So what do you think happened with that particular deal with Auburn? Was it something that Auburn moved on? Was there a number they couldn't come to? Like, what do you think happened of why he st- stayed with Ole Miss and that Auburn moved on to Hugh Freeze?
2: Yeah, I think it was two or three things. I think the biggest thing was it got going so soon that it became a distraction. And it forced him to deal with it. He, he didn't. I don't think he intended to deal with it until the the Egg Bowl was over against Mississippi State, and then he had to starting that week. And, and then the other thing was, uh, you know, I think there were powers at Auburn that wanted Lane Kiffin, and I think there were powers at Auburn that didn't. And and so that lack of unity, I think, was bothersome to some degree. And then I think the third thing was his daughter, his his family, you know, his parents have moved there. Uh, I I just think. Maybe for the first time in in his professional life. He had to kind of think about other people in his life other than him and and how that decision would impact them. And I think he elected to stay. And then let's be serious here for a minute. This isn't a knock on Auburn. But I covered Auburn for six years. I I, I have a lot of friends there. Mm -hmm. But you can't look at the Auburn program today with Alabama in a decade and a half of dominating the sport with Georgia having won two in a row and the favorite to win three in a row and the way that Kirby's recruiting at Georgia and and just the power that Alabama is and look at Auburn and and say, yeah, this is an elite job. But it's a good job. It's potentially a great job. It might be a top 15 job, but it's not a top five job. And so whether you're Lane Kiffin or anybody else, you have to weigh opportunities and say, "Do, do I really want to jump into that? And, you know, I think ultimately he he decided to to, to stay. Does that mean he's going to be at Ole Miss six, seven more years? I don't know. Kind of don't think so. But I get there was a lot of people in the football world that were like, why would you you not leave Ole Miss for Auburn? And given the way that the sport has changed with NIL and pay-for-play and all that stuff, I I don't know that Auburn and Ole Miss are all that different a job anymore, any more than Auburn and Arkansas are different jobs or Auburn and South Carolina. I mean, that – the way Auburn won all those years, I'm not casting aspersions. Everybody, everybody cheated. Everybody did what they did. Of course. But th- that's been taken away. Now everything's above board. Everything's, you know, transfer portal, NIL. You can you can turn it around quickly at, at an Ole Miss, in Arkansas, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Kentucky. You see it happening. That wasn't the case a decade ago.
5: It is now. So, looking at what he's done at Ole Miss so far, and obviously had a 10-win season. I think it's the first one uh, pretty much ever in the regular season. Uh, last season goes 8-4. and four. Now it's this year, so nobody wants to see the trajectory going down. But he finds himself in an interesting position this year as the Ole Miss head, uh, head coach, where uh, I'm sure fans are kind of hoping that they you know kind of right the ship and get back to where they're going what's the feeling of the team and the fans and the expectations heading into this season compared to what it was the past two years
2: you know it's crazy they started 7-0 and last year yeah. and, and you looked back on it and at, coming off of a 10-2 and regular season a 10-3 and season having lost to Baylor and you started I was one of the guys that started pulling it up like god they've won 19 of their last 22 games and stuff like that and and uh so at that point people are Thinking this guy's building a dynasty. This guy's, you know, about to make them a national title contender, which was way premature because they, they, the front part of their schedule was pretty soft, right? And then they lose five of six, and people are like, oh well, it's falling apart. The Auburn thing was a distraction, whatever. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm a firm believer in you take best, worst, and the truth is usually in the middle. Mm-hmm. And the truth is usually probably in the middle here. Um, he's done a really good job. He is for the most part beating the teams he's supposed to be. He's yet to really beat somebody that he's not supposed to be um they've recruited at a pretty high level especially in the portal uh he's begun to recruit better at the high school level i think as he's become a little more engaged in it but look it's a tough league you and i were talking earlier today i mean you look at the sec west this year who who do you feel safe in saying oh that team's bad None. know nobody, <laughs> yeah, right? Nah. I mean, I can make a case for Arkansas winning nine games. I can make a case for Mississippi State winning eight, nine games. I don't think it's likely. Right. But I can make a case for it. I can make a case for Ole Miss winning nine or ten games. Absolutely. I can make a case for Ole Miss going five and seven. And that's, you can do that throughout the league. Like Some people think LSU, and I'm one of them, is good enough to win the national title. But I could draw up a reasonable scenario where LSU goes eight yeah. and four. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's where the league is. It's, just a, it's a tough job. So I, I think you look at the job that he's done. He certainly made them relevant. He certainly made them respectable.
5: The next step is t- to make them a, a championship contender, and he's not there yet. Well, the big question, or one of the big questions, I should say, for Ole Miss is quarterback. Because, uh, of course, Matt Corral, we know what he was able to do that, that, that 10-win season at Jackson Dart last year for, for a portion of it, or at least a, the most of it. And then this year, you have Jackson Dart still on the team. But then you talk about Spencer Sanders coming in as a transfer. Then you talk about Walker Howard coming in as a transfer from Oklahoma State and LSU, respectively. Some only one guy can start, and it, it's obviously Dart has the experience. But you know they wouldn't have gone the direction they did if they didn't feel comfortable with somebody else. So just how do you see that playing out? Because as we know, especially with a team like Ole Miss and a coach like Lane Kiffin, the quarterback is vital to the success of what the football team's going to do.
2: Well, you know. Kiffin has said repeatedly that it's his job just to bring in as many good players as he can and let it sort out. And I think there's a, an element of truth to that. I also think that there were things about Jackson's game that he didn't like. Some of the decision-making, some of the uh, the failure to to see an open receiver hit it. And I think by bringing in Sanders, it was his way of sort of challenging Jackson Dart. And from all accounts, he's answered that challenge. He's had a very good off season. He's a very smart kid. He's a hardworking kid. Um, the Reeds got better in, in spring. He didn't have the best spring game in the world. But I don't know what that is worth. Right? Look, it's like anywhere else. He's going to play whoever he thinks can win. I'm curious from a culture standpoint, a chemistry standpoint, Knowing that you have Jackson Dart, who started some games at USC, who started 12 games last season for Ole Miss. you got Spencer Sanders, who started 41, I think, games at Oklahoma State. One of those guys isn't going to start. What's that mentality like? And they brought Walker Howard in from LSU to be the quarterback of the future, sort of with the the promise, if you will, that hey, you're going to be the backup quarterback next season. You're going to get meaningful practice reps. You're going to develop. He was happy at LSU. The situation at LSU was that he was the scout team quarterback behind Jaden Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer, and he looked at this season and he says, I don't want to be the scout team quarterback again. That's not how you develop. So if they're going to fulfill the promise to Walker Howard, Either Spencer Sanders or Jackson Darts essentially going to be third team? How does that play in the locker room on a
5: team that has so many transfer portals? That's one of the things I'm really interested to see. Speaking with Neil McCready of rebelgrove.com, here live from SEC Media Days in Nashville, Tennessee. Now, Neil, the game that I tell people is an underrated, you can call it a rivalry game, you can just call it an SEC game in general. But when Arkansas and Ole Miss play each other, I have no idea what's going to happen because we have seen some of the craziest of crazies, whether it was a Hunter Henry heave, uh, you know, with that play, even dating back to the seven overtime game in 2001. There's just so much history, but so much wildness. Why? Why do you think that that is? Why? Why these two teams all the time seem to have some of the craziest, randomest games you'll ever see, especially in SEC football. I mean. I've got a little bit of a hot take for you, and I don't know whether the Arkansas fans will like
2: this. The Ole <laughs> Miss fans don't like this when I say it. Obviously, I've covered Ole Miss for a long time; pretty familiar with it. Um, I've had a daughter just graduate from Arkansas. I've got another one that's about to be a junior at Arkansas. And from what I can gather about Arkansas, I don't think that I think the two schools are really similar. I think there's a lot of very similar cultural things about Arkansas, about Ole Miss. I think the kids that go to Arkansas and the kids that go to Ole Miss often are the same kind of kid. I think a lot of kids who end up going to Arkansas from, say, Texas, their second choice was Ole Miss. Or if the kids that went to Ole Miss, their second choice was Arkansas. There's a lot of that carryover. They all know each other. I think sometimes that kind of stuff bleeds Onto competitive fields, and we saw what happened with baseball the last few years. Two of the really dominant programs basically played a national title series a year ago in, in Omaha. Um, I mean, whoever won that series was beating Oklahoma, and uh, you know, I, I think that's part of it. And um, I think they're two programs that are sort of on the same level. That seven-eight win. Range trying to get above and to get there, I think you know. Like you look at Ole Miss's schedule this year, if Ole Miss is going to get to nine or ten wins, one of them has to be Arkansas. If they lose to Arkansas, they're not they're not winning nine games, right? Mm-hmm. It's probably that way with Arkansas too. I'm sure they look at their schedule and go, okay, well, if we lose to Ole Miss, probably going to be hard to get to nine. Beat Ole Miss, got a shot to get to nine. So I think it's some of that, and I just. I think there's a lot of cultural similarities.
5: Do you think they end up keeping each other as permanent opponents if it if it gets to that point assuming that that happens or do you think that it'll probably go a different direction? If we're going to do this 8 game silliness,
2: yeah. probably not, I'm with you, you know, but if we do 9, which is what I hope the league does, I get why the league doesn't want to do 9 and all the 12 team playoff and stuff, but Look, if I'm the TV people, I want nine games. If I'm a fan, I want nine games. Mm -hmm. But in that scenario, yeah, that's kind of the rumor. The rumor when they were talking about nine was that Arkansas and Ole Miss were going to be permanent opponents, which, frankly, makes a ton of sense. But there's no way that you're going to be able to do this in an eight-game schedule and make everybody remotely happy. You're going to lose a lot of rivalries. Like next year in 2024, Ole Miss doesn't play Alabama or Auburn which is almost foreign, you know, after you've been in the SEC West for so long and you
5: play them every single year. Right. To not see those teams on the schedule in 2024 looks weird. Yeah, because Arkansas is the only teams, I think, next to A&M that doesn't have to play Alabama or Georgia, you know, oh, next year, which is... That's a win. Yeah, have I have to say, they'll take that all day, yeah. so it just <laughs> on your perspective of it. Uh, but uh, heading, heading into this year, though, and, and looking at... Uh, what what Ole Miss uh, can be or or, you know you may be talking about making the case for eight or nine wins uh, and everything what the SEC West I'm asking everybody this how do you see it playing out because you know LSU and Alabama are going to be the favorites here to be winning the West from everybody here at the media but I, I have no idea how it's going to play out, and everyone says that happens often. I feel like this is the year that I can't remember a time where I'm like, I, I, I don't know what it's going to look like. Uh, I don't think it's wide open,
2: but I think it's pretty open. Yeah. Like, you know, there's a there's a, there's a window here for mm-hmm. for teams that no one's talking about to make noise. L- LSU, again, they're, they're my pick. And I, if you told me LSU went 11-1, and won, I'm, I'm not even remotely surprised. They're, right. they're just loaded. I think they're better on defense than people are giving them credit for. But they're not there yet from a roster standpoint where some injuries, some depth issues could come up with them and, and cost them wins. I feel weird not picking Alabama. I feel weird saying this about Alabama, but Alabama didn't really look like Alabama last season. Yeah. You know, they came to Ole Miss and played in um, fairly early November, and any quarterback not named Bryce Young on the field that day, and Ole Miss wins. And you do that with a handful of games last year: Texas, um, uh, Texas A&M, LSU. Um, Arkansas, at, at one point, came back in that game. Yeah, got
5: hurt. Yeah, and got game, hurt, yeah. and, they, and
2: they, they were very mortal mm-hmm. at that point. So, I, I kind of think Alabama's very good, but mortal. After listening to Jimbo Fisher talk yesterday here in Nashville, I, I'm, I'm I'm not convinced that Jimbo Bobby Petrino thing's going to work. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't sound like Jimbo's willing to let it work. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, it's Ole Miss, it's Arkansas. We talked about both of those teams. Look, I think they have similar questions, right? Ole Miss has a new defensive coordinator. They have 14 defensive players from the transfer portal from this year alone. That's a ton. How does a that? Lot. How does that work out? Arkansas's got two new coordinators, got a lot of new faces on defense. But KJ Jefferson's back. Rocket Sanders is back. It's an explosive offense. Um, Hugh Freeze, I covered Hugh Freeze for six years at Ole Miss. And the job that he did in 2012 in his first year at Ole Miss was incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, can he replicate that at Auburn in year one? I don't think they're going to win. a. I don't think they're winning the, the league. Little if you told me that, that that Auburn wins a game or two that no one thinks they're going to win, I'm not even remotely surprised. And then no one talks about Mississippi State. but Will Rogers is a four-year starter. There's a lot of defensive talent there. There's continuity because Arnett was on the defensive end. It's wide open. I, I, I think trying
5: to predict who's going to finish second is as hard as trying to predict who's going to finish sixth or seventh. Yeah, that's what's going to make it so interesting once uh, Media Days concludes and we get to see the voting and how it plays out from the media. But, Neil, it's always great to talk with you. Appreciate you coming on the show. Talk a little Ole Miss with us, and uh, it's going to be a great season. I'm sure we'll catch up with you once uh, Arkansas and Ole Miss play each other this I'd season. I'd love to, anytime. Alright, again, Neil McCready of RebelGrove.com joining us. We will have more live from SEC Media Days here in Nashville coming up next year on Out of Bounds, so stay with us.
3: where Food Giant presents Razorback baseball color analyst and Drop Tom Sports co-host Rick Schaefer every Tuesday morning on Morning Mayhem. Rick will share his special take on Razorback sports with the
1: guys each week. And with Food Giant, the meat people, the only stop you'll ever have to make for your family's groceries. This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community
5: Federal Credit Union in their new location in Sheridan. Stop by Thursday for their grand opening celebration and ribbon cutting. Alcoa will have complimentary refreshments and chances to win prizes all day. Thanks Sheridan for allowing Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union to
1: serve your community.
5: It's the Average Guy Movie Review, Thursdays in the Zone, with me, Justin Acri, and Wes Moore, presented by Rock and Roll Sushi. Our friends from Rock and Roll Sushi will come in and recap or look ahead to what's trending on TV, the big screen, Netflix, or wherever you get your entertainment. It's presented by Rock and Roll Sushi, deliciously twisted flavors in a rock and roll vibe that will blow your mind. Rock and Roll
1: Allow us to introduce ourselves. We are Big O Tires. However, we might as well go by Big O Tires, alignments, batteries, brakes, oil changes, suspensions, and free visual inspection upon arrival. Because we do all that and more. But that name seems a little long and it won't fit on our sign. Now at Big O' Tires in Conway and Cabot, take $100 off select sets of tires. That's right. Save $100 right now off select sets of tires and get tires. Service and straight talk at Big O' Tires.
2: David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models. From transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer.
5: This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment.
1: There are numbers every man simply needs to know, including our testosterone number. I recommend going to Low T-Center. They make it quick. They make it easy to get your levels checked and... It's only $25. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and with their on-site lab, you'll know results in about 25 minutes. Low testosterone levels can make you feel tired and grumpy, can cause lack of motivation and drive, and can raise your cholesterol, cause weight gain and loss of muscle mass. Go to com now to book your appointment. Center, reinventing men's health care.
6: Parents, are you tired of helping put your kids' shoes on? They're squirming, watching cartoons, anything but helping. Luckily, it's Skechers to the rescue. Introducing new hands-free Skechers slip-ins footwear you can just get your kids to step into and their shoes are on you don't need to bend over you don't need to sit on the floor and try to wrangle them on and they're available in all types of sketchers styles with and without laces and most are machine washable find Skechers slip-ins for kids or mom and dad at a Skechers store sketchers.com
4: or wherever stylish shoes are sold you could throw your flip-flop at a bug ew a bug get it but the chances of actually hitting it oh, over there are statistically it's still alive unlikely Good thing nature's got your back. STEM bug killers combine powerful active ingredients found in plants like lemongrass and geraniol and scientifically engineer them into effective bug-fighting formulas safe for use as directed around people, pets, and throughout the home. STEM. Rooted in nature. Optimized by science.
0: Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates parties or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market. The steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Must dig my dick in the mashed potatoes. Go Hogs. On 1037 The Buzz.
3: If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has the best deals in the market. Been doing it 60 plus years. Give them a call. 501 982-2102 Guadney Chevrolet is offering up to $7,000 off new 2023 Silverados Also, 1.9% is available on Silverados when financing with GM and a well-qualified buyer. 1.9% is also available on 23 Equinox. No payments for the rest of the summer. So you have a uh, little time to uh, get adjusted to that new vehicle without having to make a payment on it, which is always great. Make a trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, Chevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise a vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value, whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadani Chevrolet. Guatney is always actively buying vehicles, so you get a great deal on a vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadagniChevrolet.com and get a deal started on Chevrolet.com before making a trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. It's Guatney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guatney Chevrolet, GuadagniChevrolet.com.
1: Chevrolet.com
0: coverage of sec media days is presented by first security bank bank better at first security and brought to you in part by uams and Kaufman by design west
5: out of bounds live from sec media days here in nashville we'll have what's trending in the world sports in just a second i had neil mccready on in the previous segment too and uh, we ran out of time with him but it was good to catch up and talk a little bit about uh old miss and uh, for those of you who don't remember, and Chris Kane actually tweeted this at me, because uh, I, I I talked to Neil about it earlier. If you maybe recognize that name, or you're wondering uh, where you've heard it from, just go on YouTube, uh, Neil McCready and Houston Nutt, because when Houston Nutt was the coach at Ole Miss, uh, he, he called out Neil McCready in one of the press conferences, actually against when Arkansas, when uh, Neil McCready said that before the game that and one of his columns that Ole Miss was going to lose 49-10. to And then when uh, <laughs> Houston and, Ar- uh, and Ole Miss actually kept it a lot closer, still lost the game, but still kept it a lot closer, uh, he said, it wasn't no 49-10, Neil. It wasn't no 49-10. Freshman brought me what you uh, what you wrote about us. I didn't read your stuff, but it wasn't no 49-10. So a uh, pretty, pretty funny moment there and uh, uh, a fun connection there to, uh, to Arkansas and when he was covering... Uh, 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 Ole Miss for so many years, but also when Houston Nutt was there. So, yeah, check out that video on YouTube. It's, it's a pretty great one, and one of the great quotes that uh, Houston Nutt had in his time in Ole Miss as well. All right, so there are a few things going on in the world of sports, so let's talk about what's trending in them. few things happening as far as uh, SEC Media Days' news and a rule adjustment, actually, because the SEC announced today, as the Director of Officials, uh, John McDade, was talking with the media about... ...displaced more than five yards from where he was originally standing. This can... Uh, uh, there's a few highlights that you can go and check it out, but uh, overall, it's, how much is that going to change the game? Not too much. I was hoping we'll hear more about targeting. I was hoping that was going to get fixed a lot more, or at least be uh, more evident. All changes, and In this, some um, other fun news when it comes to the world of sports. We know with Pat Fitzgerald there's always some updates with that whole thing with Northwestern. Apparently, uh, Pat Fitzgerald is now a defendant in a lawsuit that's been filed by an ex-Northwestern player. and uh, Not only him, but also the president, Michael Schill, and Athletic Director Derek Gregg. Uh, for, uh, it's been filed by former Wildcats players said the team program and its leaders were negligent in allowing hazing inside the team's locker room. Now, Joe, I don't want to try to you know, make too much out of it that we already have when discussing this, but I'm not saying it's wrong, I'm not saying anyone's doing anything bad, but when those types of stories happen about Fitz Fitzgerald, these are the things that always come out from it, where lawsuits happen, things happen, people just trying to get some money, get some get some uh some clout whatever it may be and this just kind of gives that vibe that that's what they're looking at right now
3: it's either that or it's players realizing that somebody finally spoke out about it when they didn't have the courage to do it at the time and so that's the stance that they're going to take that they you know didn't have the courage at the time but now that it's out there then they want to add to the story so of course there's going to be plenty of that
5: Also, uh, I think this is always some fun news when it comes to the NFL side of things, but uh, we know uh, the Madden video games are extremely popular, and Aaron Donald becomes the most decorated Madden 99 club member, uh, which what that means is uh, on Tuesday when the ratings were given out, he's been given the top rating in the video game for the seventh time in his career, passing Peyton Manning, who had a 99 for six editions, He's officially had seven editions. You know, Does that mean anything for the actual game of football? No, but I still think it shows that when you're talking about some of the greatest and most dominant players, for one player to have seven years of being the best player on the video game, it shows just how incredible he is and how long of a career he's had having that high-level success.
3: Isn't that fitting for him also wearing number 99? It's just something about it
5: that it makes it go hand-in-hand. Isn't it the still a thing of them possibly retiring after this year? Like, is that still a thing, or still? Well, a, he just signed an
3: extension play? a couple of years ago, and but there's always that possibility. At the end of each season, he's going to look into it, evaluate, see where he is, and maybe you know if, if he feels like this is the right time to step away, then he'll do it. So there's always that at the end of each season. He's still fairly young, but he's somebody that's always said he wanted to be able to step away from the game at a younger age when he feels like he's still playing his best and his body feels best as opposed to going through a string of injuries and not really playing up to a certain level. He wants to step away
5: long before any of that. Also in some Major League Baseball news, uh, last night, I mean, listen, there's always going to be games happening, winners and losers, but uh, one of the best highlights of the night, uh, and it unfortunately came against your Yankees, Joe, but, man, how about Shohei Otani? there with an absolute bomb bat flip 35th home run of the year to tie the game against the Yankees in the top of the 7th uh, at 3 and uh, it seemed like he really really wanted that, wanted that one in fact the bat <laughs> the bat flipped 5 times apparently before it finally landed uh, for traveling corner 3 feet but uh, when it comes to highlights itself It's hard to beat uh, what uh, Shohei Otani continues to do, but definitely had one of those best highlights last night. Bat flips are fun. There's
3: uh, a lot of newness into baseball, and some of the players coming up now that they enjoy that part of it, and they only emulate what they see. So there's going to be a lot more of that to come.
5: Also, real quick, I guess I was breaking up on that rule change. For those of you who are texting and asking, thanks for letting us know. But just real quick, once again, it's basically we're running into or roughing the kicker is not called if the kicker is displaced more than five yards where he was originally standing. So the kicker can't, uh, you know, run around, do rugby kicks or whatever, and then get called for roughing in the kicker if they move from where they originally caught the ball from the snap. So that's the rule change. Won't have a huge impact, but definitely something to be on the lookout for moving forward in SEC football. That'll do it for What's Training in the World of Sports. We're going to talk a little Georgia as uh, they went to the dais today. More on the other side of the break. Here live from SEC Media Days in Nashville. Join
6: 103.7 The Buzz as First Security Bank presents coverage of the 2023 SEC Media Days. Listen for live reports from Nashville. Life is better with football and with First Security. We have the
0: resources and the know-how to tackle your needs, plus a local team you can count on. So you're making better plays because First Security...